YouTube videos spewing nonsense QAnon theories are out there, but YouTube has been proactive about taking them down. But now, there's a new tactic being used by these QAnon channels to avoid detection and punishment. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here with me is a reporter who got the scoop on this new tactic, Google reporter Rich Nieva. Welcome, Rich. Hey, thanks so much for having me. YouTube has gotten a lot more aggressive in cracking down these conspiracy theory videos, but what did you find about some of the QAnon channels that have been able to stick around? Yeah, so we found a network of about 40 channels, and what they're doing is they're posting this QAnon content, uh, but they're leaving it up for about a week, and then they're taking it down. And that seems a little counterintuitive. Like, what? Why? What's the point of just keeping them up for a week? Yeah, the idea is, so for the most part, QAnon content is banned on YouTube. And the thinking is that if you could leave it up for about a week and then take it down, uh, it can still make money on advertising, but then you can avoid being flagged by by YouTube and its its systems. Interesting. And and just a note to our listeners, we're, we're not going to get into the specifics of these videos since they contain a lot of the, the standard baseless theories floated by other QAnon sources. So they're not worth repeating here, but what is important to focus on are these tactics uh, and, and the way they're evading punishment. And just for our listeners who aren't steeped in all things YouTube, can you just briefly talk about YouTube's three strikes rule and, and how it actually goes about uh, stomping out some of this content? Yeah, so with YouTube's rules, it's it's like baseball. It's three strikes you're out. Um, for your first penalty, you typically get uh, a one-week suspension, and that prohibits you from posting new content. Um, if you get a second strike within 90 days, it comes with a two-week suspension. And a third strike is you're out. It's a permanent ban. Got it. And so the idea here is by removing these videos before YouTube can find them, they can just continually keep going with this? That's correct, because YouTube systems largely, I mean, they've, they've got some uh, AI systems that proactively flag this stuff, but a lot of it is they're depending on users, people to, to see this stuff and flag it for them. And so if, uh, if the stuff gets taken down voluntarily before people can flag them, then they're not going to get caught. Right. And uh, it seems a little counterintuitive, but I guess you, you found that this is really part of a, a broader network of channels doing this, right? This isn't just one channel popping up a video and taking it down every week. There's 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 some scale to this, right? Right, so we found a group of about 40 channels doing this, and there have been hundreds of deleted videos. And so the idea is that it's kind of a cost-benefit analysis, right? So if you, um, if you put a video up and it's gaining lots of views, you're not going to want to take it down because it's 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 ad dollars, right? Um, but if you can take it down and not get flagged, uh, it may be beneficial in that you're not you're not, you're not going to have to set up another network. You're not going to have to set up another channel again. You're not going to have to grow an audience. And so, for the people who are doing this, it, it's it's kind of a calculus, and so they're they're kind of making that trade off. So it's like it, you're not looking for any kind of big viral hits. This is really kind of step-by-step eking out small traffic gains. Like how many views does one of these videos actually get? So that's what's really interesting is, you know, usually with stuff like this, a, a viral hit is is the goal. But that's actually the opposite of the goal, it seems like here, because you just kind of want to fly under the radar. Um, we found some videos were getting, you know, it, it, it's not huge. Some videos were getting 
about 150,000 views. Um, some videos were getting as low as eight or 9,000 views. So it, it, there was a range, but nothing was too big. And ultimately, what's the point of these channels? Is it really to spread these theories or is it really just to make a buck? It's hard to say. Um, YouTube says that it's really just to make a buck. Um, they have flagged this stuff for being spam. And so the thinking goes that these, these, uh, these channels are posting content that's inflammatory, uh, content that will get viewed, um, mainly just so it'll get viewed and they'll get the, they'll get the money. Um, it's not necessarily for, for forming opinions or, or influencing people. And how did you uncover this tactic? Like, how did you get the scoop? So just to take you back to, uh, something we previously, previously did, um, in March, 2020, we did another investigation into a separate set of channels, um, that were doing similar things. They, they had evasion tactics that were pretty novel. For example, they were doing things like hiring a voiceover actor to read a script or zooming in on different parts of the video at different speeds um, in order to, to trick YouTube's AI systems. And about a few weeks ago, a Stanford University student named Noah Schechter reached out because he had read our, our story and said that he saw channels doing similar things. And when I looked at some of the, the videos that he had sent, when I would try to come back to them and, and, and revisit them a couple of days later, I noticed that they were gone. And so that's how we started kind of looking into this thing. And that's the, that was really the germ for the story. Got it. And what did YouTube have to say about this one you brought to them? Not much. Uh, like I said before, they, they flagged this, they said that they flagged these channels for violating their, their spam policies but they didn't say much about the tactic of deleting videos systematically. Interesting. It could be this tactic might be too new for them to, to really react to or respond to. I mean, it's, they were very closed mouth about it. Um, yeah. But what's interesting though, is that one of the reasons that this is kind of fascinating is it undermines an effort that they've recently been pushing. Um, last month, they introduced this new metric called the violated view rate, which intends to show how many, views rule-breaking videos got before they were caught and removed. And so this kind of shows how opaque the situation really is. Right. There's the idea that, that maybe not one single video got a huge number of views, but cumulatively, if it's able to evade YouTube, it, it, they're able to rack up a, a decent number, right? Right. And if some of these videos are being deleted voluntarily before they can get caught, there are violated views that are being unaccounted for. Oh, right, right. They're never flagged. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the the effort that YouTube has taken to crack down on some of these videos? Like how successful or unsuccessful has it been in, in, its, uh, in its effort to tamp down on misinformation on its platform? So the violated view rate here is, is helpful. Um, YouTube says that they're doing a good job. They're doing a better job, they say. Um, in the fourth quarter of, of 2020, the violated view rate was 016 to 0.18%. Um, and they say that's down from three years ago when the rate was 064 to 0.72%. The problem is that these are not absolute numbers. They're, they're a range of percentages. And YouTube doesn't say how many videos are actually in its entire platform. So without, these, without that context, it's, it's hard to tell what these numbers really mean. 
Right, and like really ultimately how big of a problem this is if, if we can't get clear answers right. Yeah. Well, Rich, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.